0: This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women for women. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others, so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Say It Out Loud podcast with me, Christine D. As always, I bring on guests that... I'm always curious about and excited to introduce to people because they have something to offer us and I I love to talk with people that are doing things differently because I feel like in the world today we see proof of the way that things have always been. We see proof of conventionality and we don't see a lot of outside the box. Well, we're starting to more and more. And so I love to bring people into the podcast to chat with that are doing different things so they can open our hearts and minds to what's out there and what's possible. And so today I'm speaking with Carrie Lynn and i I gotta tell you, I'm really excited about this conversation because I don't know a lot about what we're gonna talk about, but I'm very curious. And uh, without further ado, I'm gonna have Carolyn introduce herself and tell you what she does. And then we're gonna get right into a conversation and see where it goes. How does that sound, Carolyn? Do you mind introducing yourself?
1: No problem. So, my name is Carolyn Shellhorn, and I am a psychic medium
0: which is so cool. So <laughs> I am so curious. So I, I mentioned to you before we started to record that I'm really curious about like where you got started and where this went to. But before we get there, what does it mean? So you, you, you're a, a psychic, a medium, a psych- right? So you so say, say it again. So you're a
1: psychic
0: medium. Okay. So explain to people what that means.
1: Okay. So it actually is, well, We'll break it down. Okay. So psychic is picking up energy off of people and things and tapping into the energy of people. So being able to read that and a medium would be connecting with people that are crossed over. So picking up on the spirits that are crossed over. Not all psychics are mediums, but mediums can be both psychic medium. Interesting.
0: So there is a wow. So naturally, my first question is, how did you know? that you had this ability. And did one come before the other for you? Mm.
1: Well, yes, I would say yes. I had never thought of it that way or been asked that question, actually. Hmm. So that's a very cool self-reflection for me. Um, I grew up outside of Sault Ste. Marie. So I share this all the time with people. Um, My grandparents gave my parents property and they built a house uh, beside my grandparents, and I—I I, I was so fortunate to be able to grow up beside them. And so I was five when we moved into that house, and then, uh, yeah, started seeing people in spirit in the original farmhouse from the age of five on. And I remember being scared at the time because I would see who I didn't know at the time was my great grandfather at the top of the stairs and you would have to walk by dude to get to the bathroom. And I would rather run back home through the field to go pee at home and then come back to visit my grandma than walk by the dead dude upstairs. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. Um, so you're five or six, is that what you said? Yep. And so you're seeing dead people. Yeah. And, okay, part of my curiosity is because you see this on TV, right? And mm-hmm. they illustrate what it looks like to see a dead person. Right. So I'm curious, is there, is there, what does that look like? Like, do you see them as if they're a human being? Like, in, like, as I'm looking at you right now, I'm seeing you and your skin and your clothes and, you know, like your 3D, right? Right. So what does that look like to you when you see someone? So
1: imagine the same thing, but with kind of like a sheer curtain in front.
0: Okay. I've definitely seen movies that that's, the illustration. Right.
1: Which the is pretty, for the most part, I would say visually they get it accurate. Yes. And the same as, well, I know it's exaggerated, but it does get colder. Hmm. So I know that they exaggerate where you see breath. Yes. But that's that's a, a real thing for me too. And, and everybody, depending on where they are at in their healing journey mm. and how aware they are, are going to pick up differently.
0: Hmm interesting mm-hmm. so you're five or six you're seeing dead people mm-hmm. this is not a common thing and kids like you you freaked out like you said it scared you at first so how did you like did you tell anyone how did that so i would no
1: <laughs> no no because i had such a big imagination anyway and like read books in climb up in trees and read books and and play outside and big imagination to begin with but when I was older and had my children my children were having the same experiences and that's when I really stepped out of the woo-woo closet to claim who I was so I could support them and who they were so my children were having experiences very young very young they were having experiences and and so that's when I really started delving into my own self-healing and awareness journey and if this is who I am then nothing else was working nothing I was a hair I had done all kinds of other things prior and it was okay but it wasn't really being true to who I was mm. and once I stepped into it everything fell into place beautifully and I found out that the guy at the top of the stairs, so my great grandfather, used to read tea leaves and willow witch wells and he was had newspaper articles about him and all kinds of stuff. So he was probably there to support me, which once I stepped into doing this full time and on a more professional level, he comes in all the time to guide. So I think that's why he was there. When he was five, I just didn't realize it at the time.
0: Wow. That is so cool to make those connections. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, because I, I mean, I, uh, I imagined that if this was something that from five or six, like you just maybe, I don't know, did you like keep talking to them? Did you have conversations with people? Like, how did that, mm-hmm. like, cause you didn't tell anybody.
1: No. And I think too, like y- you want to fit in. Right. So even children, lots of children have experiences between, especially between the ages two and three. And moving up to four, five, six, they start to not. And it's because we're in school and we know that we need to conform to fit in. Or Boring. It's just not going to be okay for us. So a lot of people dull their light intuitively, um, hits a little bit. Uh, If they're really strong back again when they are teenagers and hormones are shifting and changing. But for a lot of women, that intuitive voice doesn't come back loud till like maybe mid-30s. So you're kind of done having your kiddos. You're a little bit more trying to find who you are again Mm. after, you know, whatever journey you've had up to that point. Interesting.
0: Yeah. You know, you you touched on uh, a really big thing which is, you know, we start into the institution of the school Mm -hmm. and we are to conform Mm -hmm. and this is where it starts, you know, because it's funny, I talk to a lot of people and it's like, how do we get so derailed so early on? And that's exactly where it starts. Because no matter, because like I thought, oh, it must have just started in the home because my, you know, my parents, for example, were maybe less open-minded, or you know, weren't. Right. Like, certainly at the time, weren't doing, you know, self-care and talking about your feelings. No, 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 no. That happened like under the rug, right? Like this happened. No, it didn't. It was going under the rug. Like no one ever talked about anything. And um, so you kind of wonder, is that where that came from? Is that why as a kid, I always just kind of kept to myself and didn't talk about, or even as an adult, it was like, I had this idea that going to therapy was, you know, it's taboo. Like you just don't do it. And, and um, it's just so fascinating to me that that's where that comes from. Yeah, and we don't even realize its impact until much later
1: for sure and when you're the kid that's getting picked last for the teams on dodgeball right, right. you start shifting and changing so or you become the class clown or you find a way to fit in in whatever way works for you right, right? like all that stuff happens
0: it's just um, you know <laughs> I'm just having so many aha things going on for me so I'm like okay Christine come down to earth here <laughs>
1: Honestly, when I when I came out, when I when I talk about coming out of the witchy boo closet, my focus was um, the the old radio show that I had like many years ago, uh, many like sixteen, I guess. Um, was about parenting children who were intuitive and supporting kids and i ran summer camps for kids so that the kids could get together like my focus was supporting my children so that they would always feel confident in maintaining that connection mm. and not about necessarily connecting with Uh, people that were crossed over but really feeling secure with who they are because if they understood their intuitive voice loud and used feeling words instead of thinking words they would trust themselves more than they would trust an outside person
0: oh my god that's so powerful yes because like how many of us and probably you included i'm guessing if you didn't tell anybody that this was happening to you when you were a kid you know most of us don't have that experience because you're crazy if you see dead people
1: well for sure and it's funny because during high school um one of the closest friends of mine her father passed away during high school and we were at the funeral and um and he was talking to me and he was commenting about people that were there and how much he liked the music and he w- and I never told her because it was high school. We were cheerleaders together, we hung out all the time, we did all kinds of things and I never once told her. And uh, you know, life takes us in different directions mm-hmm. and I was starting to do the Dining with the Dead events and she surprised me and showed up and I hadn't seen her like for a very long time and uh she's like why didn't you ever tell me and i said because we were in high school and and awkward and just trying to survive it right trying to survive all the experiences that come with home life and whatever issues are there and high school and rural community not like a, a big city community either so you know then I was able to share more with her um, in a more confident way as well too, right?
0: If Absolutely. Well, because now you you understand it, you feel it, you work in it. Yeah. And you've built your confidence around it. Exactly. But, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, I think that there are so many people that aren't doing in life what they're really meant to to be doing in their life oh yes and I think that this is the this is the constant push and pull people feel is like your head tells you because your conditioning tells you that I should get a job so I can pay the bills and I okay I like it a little it's fine it's just work well when you think about the fact that you spent 40 or more hours of your life a week working if it's not something that your heart calls you to yeah I mean it really messes with you, yeah. you know? And how many people I talk to that are like, oh, no, no, I can't do that because right? Because of this thing that I experienced or because I don't have the money or, you yeah. know, people are going to laugh at me or they're going to judge me and they're going to say all these things about me. And really like, those are the feelings that we even had when we were like, you've talked about teenagers, right? Yeah. We don't say these things out loud because we're trying to conform and fit in and we want everyone to like us. Yeah. And like that feeling really never seems to go away until that self-development starts to take place. Right. Right. Where
1: we can let go of the fear of judgment or fear of opinions
0: of other people and putting theirs over ours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's just mind blowing to me. That's. And I think too, with,
1: with jobs, it's okay to be in a job that you don't feel is right for you, but not allowing the resentment to build up. So having gratitude this job allows me to have the, Means to pay my bills, and thank you very much. I had the money to pay this this bill this month. Or having the gratitude and, um, but filling up your time with the things that are passionate you outside of that job so that the opportunity can come to you to switch gears and be open to see that, okay, now here's my opportunity to switch gears. So you're doing it not out of fear, but you're doing it out of gratitude and ease. Mm. And I think that's, that gets lost. too. hundred
0: percent. hundred percent. Cause
1: we all have to start somewhere. And yeah. We're all going to do the, the job that pays the bills at the beginning until we, we do feel more confident and yeah
0: that's true well and and um it's but it's looking at it because i think that we often tend to look at things like in lack so i don't have this right i have to work harder at this job because i need to make more money because i have to have this thing or do this thing or whatever i don't (laughs) have it um but you're so right when you're focusing on gratefulness yeah because I mean, I don't think we were ever meant to have a whole bunch of things anyway, no. right? So we weren't meant to be collectors of items. We were meant to be here for an experience, right? We're here for the human experience. Yeah. And so, um, but I, I, we do, we get trapped and tripped up over that lack.
1: Well, I, what I told my kids what I told my kids when they were little, they would be going out the door, mm-hmm. right? They'd be going out the door. And I'd say, thank your joy guides for all the gifts that you're gonna get today. And then at the end of the day, when they get home from school, I'm like, what did you get today? And it could be anything from somebody held the door open or somebody shared their cookie with me. So it was getting them to see that little things they could be grateful for right from the start. Um, and it didn't have to be great big things.
0: Oh, that's, a, that's so beautiful. I,
1: and I have a funny story about that I share when I'm when I'm teaching about fear and lack, mm. fear and lack, and funny enough. Walmart comes into play
0: interesting well and I'm just going to preface this for our (laughs) listeners so Carolyn and I Carolyn is from Guelph and I'm from Wellesley so we decided to meet in the middle and we're in the well Walmart parking lot (laughs) on Ferry Road and so far we have experienced a train many racing cars race past us a couple of trucks which I was not considering that we I thought we'd be out of the way over here and currently a police car just (laughs) went by us (laughs) (laughs) there's all kinds of excitement happening in this Walmart parking lot. So sorry, I didn't mean to derail your story. I I just think I'm like, I feel like you're pointing to Walmart and I'm like, I think it's funny when you don't have video, people don't know what you're pointing at or they don't know that you're pointing. So I just figure I'd bring that into our reality (laughs) for our listeners. Anyway. So your story, go ahead. So
1: When I'm talking about fear and lack and our spiritual tools, like your spiritual hygiene is just as important as your physical hygiene. And it's a sliver, I think that more people are becoming aware of Mm. and, and they may not use the same words that I do. So they may just use like energy words, right? Like it, energy words. And I'm going to use different, maybe different words. So again, when my kids were small, we'd have to go somewhere that's uncomfortable and they would act up grocery store, Walmart, any of those kind of places. But if you think about Walmart, they really focus on lack, they focus on rollback, they focus on, you know, it, it is a bit of fear-based thinking. Hmm. And so the people that are going are, do I have enough money? They're worried about their budget. They're they're in that vibrational space when they're going in. So then you have these kiddos that are with them who are extra sensitive, um, not having the words that they need in order to say that it feels energetically overstimulating for them. So they act up in the best, like, Act up so that parents get frustrated and get them out as fast as possible, right? Interesting. So I used to tell my kids, shields up, rubber bubble with slime, whatever you need to do, we're walking in. Thank you very much, Joy Guides and Angels, for having our stuff on sale close to the door so we get in and out and nobody in the checkout line ahead of us. And thank you very much. And we would go in and out in 10 minutes flat, easy breezy, Oh no my stress. God,
0: that's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, and it's so funny too, because, you know, as you talk about how when we're really little we have this and we're really in touch with our with our intuition and then we disconnect from that and become adults and of course like mm-hmm. i talk about how you know you had to grow up and and do all these things and become a responsible adult and you no know, right. longer play anymore and you're like so all the fun of life is really being drained out of people is That's that right? right yes very sadly and so
1: um, soul sucking <laughs>
0: literally is soul sucking it is and so we're not as adults we're not tapped into that intuition mm. generally speaking mm. so we call it children who are acting out yeah and that's not actually what's happening at all mm, they're just they're just connecting with the energy that's in that space
1: yeah
0: that is just and mirroring back to you yes they're our best teachers really that is a really cool perspective because it's not what I thought of before. Like I haven't thought of it in that way before. Whereas like, I remember my son when he was little and all he, all his life, he's a pretty chill kid. Like he's not, he was never a big screamer. He was a pretty chill guy. And, uh, but I remember there was this one time when we went shopping and he was sitting in the grocery cart and all of a sudden he just started to freak out like full on temper tantrum. Well, that's, I label it a temper, a temper, temper tantrum. Yeah. Um, but, I this conversation guides me to think oh actually that he was probably just responding to energy in the space yeah because that was something that wasn't even his natural being wasn't like that yeah but even today he doesn't love busy places doesn't love crowds like I actually don't I'm an extrovert and I don't like crowds but you can be an empathetic extrovert yes so
1: you know that's where that shields up rubber bubble with slime energy however you want to do it right but your divine team stands in front of you with a big fu move out of the way football player (laughs) energy whatever it is that works for you but they're moving that energy out of the way and and then at the end of the day stomping it off like we all know what it feels like if we've been cleaning out a dusty garage or an icky you know cobweb attic we hop in a shower in it and it we rinse it clean so energetically people don't mean to but they project their stuff they slough off their stuff and we, we just need to be mindful that our our uh, empathetic selves um can pick up on all of that right yeah so we slough it off at the end of the day in whatever way feels right for us and fill our cup out
0: yeah But it's so, because it's not commonly talked about, you know, like I, like I, and what I mean is, so I came from a background where my mom's dad was a pastor in the evangelical, like Baptist church where, um, you know, and I, I paraphrase, but basically, you know, that, um, You know, you love God and you do it, you do right by God or you're going to go to hell and burn for eternity. (laughs) That's the gist of what I got when I was a kid. We were talking about this briefly before our conversation. And so I grew up under this pressure that I should do all these good things because if I don't, I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to burn. If I don't follow those 12 commandments... I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to burn, right? right? Now, now as a kid, maybe I took those things more literally because that's what we do as kids, right? We can't sift through and find what's literal and what's read between the lines, right? Yeah. But that stuck with me and I remember when I was in my mid-teens I left the church like I, I my parents could no longer force me to go because I would go and then I wouldn't even go <laughs> like right. I would go with them in the car physically but then I would get there and there was something about that space I didn't want to be in it I didn't feel like I belonged in it I felt like I was being boxed in I didn't have the words at that time exactly right? right but I felt like I was being boxed in I had to sit in the pews that were hardwood and be quiet the whole time and someone's talking at us. this old man is talking at us with all of his ideas and like now that I can put words to it like I feel there's like there was like a lot of shame and guilt that was spewed in that church space, that I think now as an adult I'm like, oh my gosh! Like if we think about all of these things that are attaching to us throughout our lives, right? Yeah. So like we're born and we're intuitive, and then it's sort of beat out of us when we go to school and we're supposed to conform to this certain way. And then if you're in a religious institution, and not all are like that. So I just want to clarify for our listeners: I don't believe that all religious institutions are bad. I don't think that religion is bad. I don't think God is bad. No. Um, but I think that you know as humans we Fear-based. have base yes we have Stuff taken yes we have fact. taken our um fear or the way that we want to control and put it into an institution type framework where this is now what we're going to teach because this is what we believe. And, um, you know, whereas I think it's now as I'm an adult and I'm coming so much closer into this, you know, finding who I really am, leaning into who I am as an authentic person, not being afraid of what people think about me because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. It's all just stuff that's happening in the world. People will always talk they will always talk about you they will always say things about yeah. you and if we keep listening to all those things and all these learnings and beliefs that we have had our entire lives then we if we can never figure out how to shake it yeah and learn on our own again right it's like i always say to people that i'm currently in the unlearning <laughs> i'm Your i'm unlearning era <laughs> I am. I'm learning a lot of things. And yeah. not that the people in my life were bad people. My parents weren't bad people. You know, yeah. the people I went to church with weren't bad people. Just that all of this collection of things and what those people at that time knew to do, or they were doing the best that they knew how to do at that time, and right. what they believed at that time. And now I'm at this point where I am questioning everything. Why do I believe that thing? And it should be good. And that's how
1: that's how I approach doing... Um, the mediumship for me is i just ask a thousand questions oh yeah you say that they're you're the dad i want to know this 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 this. show me well yeah show me and i i find um i have had every religion come through through sessions baptist jehovah witness pentecostal you name it, I have had it coming through. I have had famous people, not famous people. They have all come through during sessions. And consistently, they want to say that love continues. And if there was rigid thinking, if there was abuses, if there were things that have created um, blocks or obstacles within a family... Generationally, they are doing their best to heal on the other side as well, too, to shift the energy so it ripples down to the generations that are here and the future generations. So, interesting. As you're doing your work, your grandfather would be doing his work as well, too. And part of maybe why your light is so bright is because he's doing his work there too, interesting, and helping you be more aware for yourself as That's well. That's so cool
0: because you think about like I think okay you know, my parents had the experience that they had and they had their experience through their parents and through the experience that they had. So that generational aspect is a huge component of where we come from, right? That attaches to us every generation, right? Never just because we're a newer generation or a younger generation doesn't mean that all of that stuff isn't attached to us, but that spiritually what I hear you saying or what I feel you saying is like, um, that all of those predecessors of us are doing their work too on the other side. Right. Which is not something I've ever even considered or heard or, yes. and again, I'm fairly new to the spiritual realm. Because they right? let
1: go of the ego part that is scared because when you are in that heaven space, it truly is that unconditional loving space. So they're seeing with their spiritual eyes, true spiritual eyes, not spiritual eyes that are jaded mm-hmm. by a human experience where there's hurt or anger, resentment, guilt, shame, any of those things. So they're looking at it. um, And I guess maybe I need to explain how... How I have seen it in yeah, sessions, like be, when yeah. they when they come, when I'm feeling, I see, hear, feel, taste, and smell. So it's very, very sensory for me. Mm. And they will show me how they've died and how they're connected, children, siblings, and then they start showing me other things. I have a, a system that I like that makes me feel it's not kind of like I have control. Um, but they will show me um, every single one that they sit in front of like a drive-in movie theater screen and they watch their life play out. And so every thought, word, deed, or action that was harmful or hurtful towards themselves or another, they'll feel the pain that was inflicted. And then they have the opportunity to see the potential outcomes. If I had made choice A, B, or C, how would that have affected the whole family structure and generationally? And they just do that for their whole lifetime. So they, they do that review. Wow. And so there's a lot that happens. So when we talk about hell purgatory or any of those sort of, you know, m- make you hold your breath in, in fear because that's what we're taught, right? That's what it is. Hmm. That's that place.
0: Interesting.
1: So they heal their stuff and then they always 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 come in asking for um Permission to forgive themselves for anything that they've done that has derailed a family structure. And then, um,
0: yeah, saying that they're sorry. What incredible closure for people. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people come into those experiences feeling that that's going to happen? Oh, no they usually the opposite or it doesn't always I don't know happen. what people's
1: I sh- shouldn't I don't always know what people's intentions are to be honest with you I don't really like everyone's intentions could be different depending on how they're like if they're wanting to connect with somebody on the other side how their person died mm. it's just it's gonna be different with every person yeah so and my intention when I when I'm working my intention for For every client is that the messages that come through are in the highest, good, greatest interest and the most amount of healing. And it should be the focus about healing and not necessarily the entertainment factor in it. Right. 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 And so sometimes people are not prepared for me because I'm going to really the root of things right why don't you have money why don't you have a partner okay so they're showing me back here this is where the shite started so this is where we're going to start with clearing stuff and this is how they're helping you and this is how they're doing this for you so it's not it's not necessarily a fortune telling Mm. but it's clearing a path so that a different opportunity or what you're trying to work towards can come with
0: more ease Wow, so you probably actually give for those that aren't expecting that are looking for the entertainment factor. right? You probably bring them a lot well, obviously more than they ever expected. Right. but it's like uh, that must be quite the experience for a lot of people. Yes.
1: <laughs> and add on top that I'm like a squirrel on Red Bull when I get going because it's so sensory and I'm like, get ready, get prepared. And the salty words are gonna fly
0: because that happens i love it but well it's funny because too i find even like for those of us that are living sometimes in order for change to happen for us to see something for us to be aware or for us to start that development journey is often something has to happen oh you have to be uncomfortable or you don't right yeah Yeah. so so that is just a version of it's the same thing it's it's just in a in a different way because there is this you know um there is this, it's unconventional, mm-hmm. right? It's it's out of the box, and mm-hmm. completely, literally, and, and figuratively out of the box. And um, because we have all kind of been conditioned that those are the crazy people. If you're talking yeah. to somebody who sees dead people, who is a psychic, like with their crystal ball, like it's all... It's all a lie. They're making it up. You know, I'll hear people say that they went to an event and they got a reading and they're like, oh, well, she totally would have known this because there was a star on my purse when I walked in. Or like, you know, these are things that they would have known. And then there's others you can tell maybe almost how open they are by saying like, oh, my God, I went in and I told this person almost like next to nothing. And they told me things about me that I nobody would know right well people who have followed me for a while know my tagline tends to be shush
1: with love and I make the little finger action to <laughs> shush your mouth at the same time <laughs> so I like if people start oversharing, I shush you up because then I feel frustrated because you're making my job harder so yeah the the not sharing is is super important as well too um um people forget like your people are always going to be with you so um Yeah, they're going to show, they're going to always show up and and I don't necessarily need to know very much. I don't need to know your name really. I can do your session without even knowing your name.
0: So when, so like, but, but it's okay. So for example, let's say I come and I want to connect with somebody who's passed and I have in my mind or heart what that or who that person is that I want to connect with.
1: Right. But you have to let go of that expectation too because.
0: They might not come up.
1: They may not come up? Well, no. Okay. So. Like, yeah, I want to know about that.
0: I don't. Oh, okay. Like if i come in with an sure. if i come into one of these events and i'm like oh, i really want to connect with so an
1: event would be different than a session so if you came for a session it would be totally different because um there's not that competition of all the other people that are in the room and all of the people that they brought with them right. and most people have lots of people that are crossed over so for me when i'm opening up when i go okay i'm ready come on in to the dead folks then it is like standing on a train station platform with all of these people around me all of a sudden. And you kind of get the feel of who's the main event person, who's the extra people, who's just popping in to say hi. So I try to organize all of those people. And then I, I tell people it's like getting a trailer to a movie. I just need you to sit there. Don't say anything to me. I'm going to get the trailer to a movie. And then I'm going to explain how I work, how your session will unfold, and here's the trailer. So does the trailer resonate? And if the trailer resonates, then we just start the conversation. And I go back in and have this sort of structure that I like. Show me this, show me this, show me this. And what about this? And do you have messages about any of this stuff? And are you giving them signs and symbols? And if there's somebody else that they want, even though I try to... Poo poo the idea that it's dial up a friend, (laughs) right? Because I don't want people to come with expectation. But if there is somebody that we that you really wanted to connect with that I've missed somehow, then I just ask for you know, I need my uncle or I need Joe or I just need this person. And then it's like Moses parting the sea, and I go, Okay, dead folks, move out of the way and let that person come up because you're all hogging the room. I know he's in the back. So let dude up front. And so they all kind of move. And then I just start the whole process again. Can you show me how you die? Can you show me how you're connected? Can you show me evidential things uh, so that I know for sure that you are the person that they were wanting to connect with again?
0: Wow, that's so cool. Like, I'm, I'm envisioning all of this as you're saying it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a very vision, like, I envision yeah. things a lot. And what I found really interesting about what you said is, like, you'll kind of in my mind it was like you're turning a switch where oh, for sure. you're turning a switch and you're allowing these people to come and show themselves so you don't like walk around all day long and be like hey joe how's it going like it's no. not like that it's that you how did that come to be because i imagine again you were talking about when you were five or six you would see dead people yeah. and then you know uh, we haven't actually talked about what happened in between really but how i must imagine that would have taken some honing of that skill right to decide when you want to see them so how like how did you come to be able to do that maybe that's a longer i don't <laughs> podcast i don't know i don't
1: well I think it was once I decided I was going to step into doing that, it was, um, just fully stepping into it and doing it a lot and, and it has grown. Right. And I truly believe that in order for me to do my job authentically with, my personal moral compass and level of integrity that I want to bring to the table, I had to be honest with my own healing journey and have accountability with my healing journey and step up to the plate and recognize that, um, that never ends. Mm. That journey just doesn't, doesn't end. But if I, if I see where I may be having a moment and I put my tools into place and I'm moving through it, right. Um, getting shorter. So I don't sit in that muck for a really long time and it's getting shorter than I'm doing. Okay. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that aspect to it. But the more that you do your healing work, the more, uh, clarity you're going to have with, uh, the messages that they're coming in. It, it's not good. It will sound less like Charlie Brown teacher and like, here I am in the room. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's very
0: different. Um, yeah sorry i may have got off track no no no, that's okay so because i i would imagine that that um but you can i can
1: totally sh- turn it off and turn it on but i have a great okay i know that we chatted about this like a wee bit that's okay about like dating stories oh yeah so i have a great dating story that fits this current okay awesome let's go yeah let here. hear it
0: yeah all right <laughs> Here go. I love good dating stories. I have many of them, but right, I feel like it won't compare. Oh no, <laughs> I'm sure
1: it will. Dating stories. Dating is horrific it at is any horrific. age. It is at, horrific at any age. Yeah. It's horrific. Um, so I had met this fellow online, and we seemed to banter well back and forth. And he had asked to meet for coffee, which was super great. And he had recently, within that year, had lost his dad. And he was super weird about my job. Super weird about my job. Um, So he said, I want to have coffee, but I don't, I just don't want you to do, I just don't want to hear anything. I just want to meet for coffee. So already you could feel his angst. I'm not sure why he even wanted to. And I could have bailed at that point too. And, and I didn't, but I met him. And we started talking and he's like, he put his hands, literally put his hands over his forehead. I think that if he could have worn a tinfoil hat and not have <laughs> felt embarrassed, he probably would have. Because like, <laughs> he had his hands over his forehead and he's like, please just be, don't get in my head. Don't get in my head. And I'm like, dude, you're asking the wrong person to not get in your head. Because curiosity, I want in there. Yeah. But I'm not. Because yeah. it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. Not going to get in your head. So let's talk about, you know, hockey. Let's talk about movies, any of that kind of stuff. And uh, so then I got quiet. He said, you're quiet. Are you in my head? Dude, I'm not in your head. (laughs) Chill, just chill. I said, why don't you tell me about your dog? And his face went white and his eyes were huge. And he said, like, I didn't tell you I had a dog. I said, like, yeah, (laughs) no, no, you did not tell me. You had a dog. I said, but listen up, dude, you're wearing like a fleece black coat with dog hair all over it. This is just a CSI moment. This isn't like your dead people talking to me at all. But he was so wigged out. He's like, I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And so he left me. No. Went to the
0: bathroom and dodged out another door. No. Left me sitting there. Wow. because you were just per- you were just perceiving, like you were taking in the person in front of you, like yeah. you saw the dog hair and you was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just totally in the moment, not tuning in
1: on purpose. Whatsoever. So a couple of days later, he texts me and he's like, I'm really sorry that I did that. I'm feeling rather guilty about it. I shouldn't have done that. And then I took a breath and I, I could have done it two ways. I, it was probably, it was really, I probably should not be sharing this story because it's really the least professional moment for me really but <laughs> I was real. I was feeling butt hurt for sure you know yeah. and dating is raw and that felt like a very raw moment and I was gonna zing back so I went so just so you know your dad and grandma were standing right close to you and this is what they said blah, 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 blah. and I probably shouldn't have done that either it hit sent <laughs> so he said and he got that message and then blocked so yeah
0: wow yeah well and again yeah. you know what but though I, I I'm actually glad you brought up that story because you know I think that um we all think I'm gonna achieve this thing or I'm gonna get to this point I'm gonna work out my shit I'm gonna get to this point and then it's gonna be done
1: yeah it's and then I'm ever. gonna be
0: this and the person that I'm doing the work with if I'm hopefully hiring someone to help do the work with me because I think everybody needs somebody to help guide yes, them through that do. is that that person is fixed And they won't make any mistakes and they won't do anything, you know, and I find that it's such an, I'm so curious about that with people because we make all these assumptions about people and we, none of us, none of us do all the right things all the time. And, and our ego does get in the way and no matter who we are we're gonna we're gonna make steps forward then we're gonna trip up sometimes and yep. then then it's like okay well so that brought probably something more forward for you like okay why would I have done that why did I feel it was yes. necessary to bring my ego into that conversation exactly you know why did I say those things to him I knew that they were hurtful what was in me that was hurting that I felt like I needed right like yeah there's
1: all and I always call my ego my chihuahua brain because that's
0: pretty much how it behaves well and the fact that he was he was not um he couldn't trust you in that situation to just sit and have a conversation so I imagine that would have been frustrating but
1: yeah super frustrating and just and and to just being in that present moment and I think for me where that hurt for sure was knowing that how much fear um which is it's fear so the judgment and opinions that come out at me um are fear-based and I was just doing my best to be be present but that was the one and only time that I shot back
0: well but I think too there's probably something different in you know it's your personal time you're going out and spend your personal time with somebody that you're trying to get to know and your job is in the way of that oh yeah so it's like right so it's like okay so you came on this date with me knowing what I do for my job Mm -hmm. this is me right I think I'm
1: much better I'm much I'm and There was probably a bit of defensiveness for sure, right? Defensiveness and wanting to validate myself and um, in that that lashing out right so definitely and then looking at having to forgive myself which opens up a whole other conversation right Mm. I forgive him I forgive I give him permission to forgive himself Mm. I give him permission to forgive me I give myself permission to forgive myself and I give myself permission to forgive him so that energy could be cleared all the way around oh I love and then not doing
0: it again Mm mm-hmm and I think that we just uh, as human beings certainly in North America this is not something that's generally talked about is like the scoffing off of the energy right mm-hmm. that that it attaches to us it does you know we we go out and we're having a great day and we run into somebody who gives us a really hard time and like oh I just try to shake that off a little okay I'm keep going and then I you know run into something else and like you know how people always say it's like oh I started off on a bad day and then everything bad happened after that and it's like we're almost looking for the bad and then all the those things kind of attached to us and we can't figure out at the end of the day we're like okay I just need a drink so that I can get over this day and relax and then start fresh tomorrow and the thing is that the more days that we do that and the more intense those interactions are with all those people or things or experiences that we've had in our life the more intense they affect us like right. they all stay in us it's energy that stays in us that's my interpretation of it yes right
1: and I think when you start practicing mindfulness or putting your spiritual tools or your energy tools, therapy tools, any of the tools that you have in your tool belt that you don't let that one moment derail you for the rest of the day because you start looking for the good and you start looking for the joy. Right. So that one doesn't take up all the space.
0: Yeah. I was, I'm saying to people now, it's like when I have conversations with people about the fact that I'm leaning into my spirituality and I'm leaning into, you know, um, Un- I always like say it's like almost oh, like almost like unwrapping a box or a gift. For it's sure. like everything that happens now is a gift. And so before yeah. I would almost um, something would happen, and it's like you immediately go into that ego space. Like what's wrong with that person? Why would they do that to me? And like the anger, frustration, like all of these emotions come out. Yeah. And now I look at that box and I go, okay, hold on a second. Why am I responding like this? Why am I getting all bent out of shape? What is it that they said? Yeah. How am I perceiving that? Is their opinion everything? Do they know you? Do they understand your intention? You're Did right. you hurt them? Did you, right? Like, so there's there's this conversation that's happening, kind of like you were Growth saying. Growth with discernment. Yes. Oh, I like that. Growth with discernment. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we go down this path, or I've been going down this path of, I keep now unboxing all these things that, 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 are, that happen. They happen in the moment. And I'm like, oh, old Christine would have responded in this way. Yeah. And now this new Christine is going, hold on a second. Let me actually think about how, or look at, not even yeah. think, really. It's like, how, let me feel through.
1: What's and it's going a feel. on? Yeah, not a thing. And am I the teacher or am I the student?
0: Yes, and I think that's a really—it's interesting because I didn't really see our conversation going here. But the more that I see that your clairvoyance—can I call it that? Yep. Yeah. That your clairvoyance in what you do and what you connect with is um, is maybe not exactly what most people could probably connect with, but if we all came to a place where we were leaning into who we are, leaning into having some kind of spiritual practice, do you think that we would just all be more connected? For sure. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah.
1: It's the whole point. Yeah. And um, when you tap into yourself, uh, you are also tapping into that collective consciousness of one, which is why everything you do matters. Every thought, word, deed, or action that you do um, feel all of it contributes to that collective consciousness right so are you collect are you contributing in a positive way are you contributing in a negative way and we tapped on this before um we started the podcast as well too that you know what are you bringing to the table what are you bringing to the room if you walk into a room where there was just somebody arguing you can feel that hanging in the air yes so our thoughts even come out before our words so are your thoughts your thoughts or energy. What are they putting into the space before your words are putting into the space? And the more that you are aware within you can feel when somebody else's thoughts, words, and actions aren't in alignment, and then you can make better decisions for yourself as
0: well, too. Yes, that's so true. Oh my gosh, it's so true. So um where do we want to go with this? We have we have gone in a very different direction than I thought really? this conversation would go. But thought this it was is- all gonna be dead people. Well- <laughs> But I, people? but I love it but I so I think just in my just being honest right like the, I mean this is what I'm here for I'm always here and I'm hoping that not everybody can hear the train that's honking its horn as it glides down the rails right yeah. now um, but is that because this is all sort of a new experience for me mm-hmm. I think I've always been tapped into I was saying to you before we started talking that I always felt really tapped into my intuition so when things would say when I would be somewhere I'd go to a party I'm also empathic I believe yeah so I would go into a party and I'd walk in in a great mood and all of a sudden it was like I feelings hit me like a wall yeah and so I'd be like oh and I didn't know that it wasn't me right Mm. I didn't know that that energy wasn't mine right I just assumed all of a sudden like I'll be like oh all of a sudden this isn't this doesn't feel right okay well but I'll stick around and then I'd stick around and then I, that energy would attach itself to me and for years I didn't understand what that was oh. and like more commonly and this I've been aware of for a while is that is that that energy isn't mine right it belongs to the people in that room and so now it's actually kind of fun in a way I kind of go into a room and I have a little bit more ability to um discern. Yes. Minor. Right. And or, but sometimes I'm like, Ooh, who, who is that? <laughs> like, where is that energy coming from? Cause I know it's not mine. Yeah. So who in this space is hurting and how could I share my energy to lighten their load a little bit today? Like that's kind of how I look at it. And right. that's what I, that's what I have had have, or have been doing. Um, but I think where I was going with this is like my whole uh, spiritual eyes have been opening. Right. And, you know, at first I was afraid to tell anybody that I was in the spiritual journey and that I was just trusting and believing in myself and that I'm just doing the things that I'm doing that feel right. I'm every time my head gets in the way and says, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? You know, these ideas that you have, this is nuts. You don't see other people doing this. So like, what makes you think you can do this? And now I'm like, no, no, no. The idea wouldn't come to me if it wasn't meant for me,
1: right? And that's true. When I was trying really hard to not do this as a job, mm. really hard to not do this as a job, and uh, I had, oh my gosh, I had was listening to a, a radio show, an online radio show, and. I had emailed the guest that was going to be on that show. I don't know why I feel pulled to listen, not looking for a session, just feel really drawn to you. I hope you have a good show and I'll be listening. And she emailed me after, said, hey, I noticed that you're in Canada. Do you know anybody that would have a space that I could work out of? And I went, ironically, my friend is opening up a store right now. So let me hook the two of you up and see if she can host you. And she did. And then she gifted me an intuitive development day. So it was in St. Mary's. Um, She was coming from New Hampshire. I was driving down from Sault Ste. Marie, which is where I was living at the time. And we did this intuitive development day, even though I knew that I was, it just wasn't put together. Like I hadn't really talked to anybody. I didn't have a mentor. It was just these snippets of things that I would get, but not know how to direct it or focus it. Mm. And so um, on that day, She was getting me to do all kinds of things: psychometry, reading photos. I was doing all of this stuff, and people were asking her questions, and she would say, "I don't know, ask Carolyn." "I don't know, ask Carolyn." "I don't know, ask Carolyn." I started to cry, and I said, "Elizabeth, I'm just a mom," and I'm like, then I was snotty, ugly crying, (laughs) and she's like this is your job buck up and do it and then she walked away and made me do like all this stuff and that it was the push that i needed wow here you go and within two months within two months of that day I was co-hosting a radio show with her. Within three months after that, I had my own radio show, and then it just all flew from there. So my youngest son will be eighteen in May, and he was two at the time all of this was
0: started. Wow, that's amazing! Mm-hmm. But like, I like how you are, and it's there's a very common theme in the people that I'm interviewing is that as soon as we start leading into what's really calling us, it all flows. the pieces just come together. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's magic. It's beautiful to watch happen. It's beautiful and magical to experience, because everything that we're taught in the world and society says, you know, you should have a plan. You should put down all of your things that you want to do, get it all out of your head, of course, put it on paper, decide what your path is going to be like everything is is all planned out. And I have been finding that uh, everything that just comes through me or comes to me and it feels right. I just follow it and I do it, and I'm like, exactly. I get, I get surprised. There's joy and play in it. There's all these things that if I sat and planned out, which has never worked for me, by the way. Yeah. Sitting yeah. down yeah. and like planning out big picture. I, I mean, I can dream and think in big picture, but I can't plan out on paper in big picture.
1: And don't lean in with an attachment. Mm. So yes. there's no attachment to what the end outcome is going to be. You're just going to continue in each moment to lean in, and then you can respond by. Like making those choices now it feels. But if you have an attachment to the end outcome, you're not allowing yourself to really feel in each moment, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. Wow. this has just been such an eye-opening conversation for me and and I think probably for some of our listeners. and I, I love talking to people that bring in a different perspective and a different experience because I've never met someone like you before in person. I follow you on social media. Oh, I think it's really cool. And I, I, um, you know, it's funny. I have a few friends, another friend who is very spiritual and um, has helped guide me through certain things in my life. And although I would um, Although I would uh, like work with her a little bit or allow her energy to come with me or allow whatever she was doing because I can't put words to it. Right. Because that was not my upbringing. It was not what I believed in. And now that I'm on this like spiritual journey, it's like all the things you're saying make perfect sense to me. And they actually align and make sense with me in the fact that um, as I lay down and let go all the things that were happening, like, you know what, the buzz tour didn't work out. Right. It wasn't working out because it wasn't meant to work out. Right. And I had already decided in my head, which I didn't I couldn't verbalize I didn't I couldn't express to people because I was afraid I was living in fear. I was kind of in this lack mentality. I couldn't put words to that. Yeah. But I knew that it was done. And not because of anything I had done, but because the pandemic happened, the world happened, whatever. But when I really look further into that now, I'm like, I was meant for more. It's like I it's like my very first episode when I talk about how when yes. I was a little kid and I made microphones out of toilet paper rolls. Yes. Right. And here I'm finally using my voice in a way that's like now I'm like no holds bar, Like I, it. it if you don't want to listen to a conversation about spirituality, that's okay. Then you don't have to tune in. But I want to talk about all the things. I want to learn about all the yes. things. I want to lean more into um, all of these feelings. Because I can tell you, as somebody has come from, um, you know, uh, having basically people's controlling angry version of religion (laughs) like pushed on me as a kid and having that as a huge impression in my life and now having this magic happen as I lean into my intuition and as I become my most authentic self and I am letting go of all these things all this magic is happening and I sometimes can't explain it right because I don't have the experience that you've had I'm I'm new at this right so I'm like I can't explain what just happened
1: it just did right I don't always have all the answers either like Mm -hmm. I still have wow how cool is that moments and it's exciting and it keeps you going forward right mm-hmm. what what is very true though is when you are leaning in and being very truthful with yourself and living authentically which means self reflection healing releasing letting go accountability all of those things are part of being authentic that when you are making a hard decision and you lean into a hard decision, if it is the right decision to make, it will feel freeing. It feels freeing and light and expansive, even though it's hard. Mm. So that's why it's so important. Important to teach our kids from the time that they're little and start using these words more openly and that way of of being a little more openly as well, too.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And I really hope that, like, I mean, I, I think, too, I mean, everything is a journey, right? Oh, and yeah. it's like just dipping your toe in the water and mm-hmm. having faith and trying it out and kind of seeing how it feels before yeah. making a judgment call. Like, for me, yeah. it's like, you know, I, I you talk to people and some people are like, oh, I would never do that. And I'm like, but why never? Yeah. Because as we grow and as we develop, new things come into our life. N- different experiences take us through different emotions different realities different whatever it's like everything is constantly changing around us why do we think that we don't have to change why do we think that that's not going to happen well everything changes every day and you have to be
1: able to move with it right right? for sure um yeah you have to be able to go with the flow
0: by the sounds of it from what you're talking about you know even when our spirit goes even when we move on and go to the other side that that we're still playing out the work. So it's like we can either start the work now. Exactly. <laughs> or or we can wait until we're dead.
1: And approaching what we're doing here in the now with an open mind and an open heart. Yes. Right. An open mind and an open heart. Yes. So the more rigid you are, the less joy you're going to have in your experience.
0: Mm. And I think that's, that is such a key, a key point because joy and love and fun and good energy like what else is life for Mm -hmm. so if we're always feeling down if we're always depressed if we're always unhappy you know we can change that Mm -hmm. we can change that i mean we might need the help of others but we can certainly change the direction and and the the way that we're moving through our life the
1: choices yes we are we are in charge of the choices right we are in charge of the choices absolutely And, and it and again it's it comes back to community And support in whatever way that is for you. Which I
0: think now too in this time in the world we're all sort of pining for community and support. Oh yeah. Right? I mean with this time where we couldn't see people at all. And we're not meant to live that way. Right. And so we need to come back together and I think that there's so many shifts happening in the world and I can't put my finger on all of them. I don't really obviously don't have a full pulse of what's going on and I'm I'm still learning how to work with this energy inside of me but I would say that you know we're leaning in an entirely new direction.
1: I think so too. You know and if we're willing to
0: Open our hearts to it. Um, there's so much out there. Um, this is amazing. Thank you so much for chatting with oh me. Oh
1: my gosh, it's been great. <laughs> it's been great.
0: And I'm gonna totally set up a session with you because I would love to. I would love to just learn. I, I don't necessarily have anyone that I'm thinking of that I would want to hear from, but I'm sh- I'm sure right that there is something on the other side. As I as I experience my energetic experience here in the living, I'm sure that there is a you know there's a ying to the yang, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Oh, I think that would be great. Let's do that. And then we can podcast about it after. Oh
0: my gosh. I love that idea. Well, believe it or not, I forgot to ask Carrie Lynn while we were chatting what her handles were so you could follow along and connect with her. So here they are. On Facebook, you can find her at psychic medium Carrie Lynn Shellhorn. On Instagram, the original Carrie Lynn Shellhorn. And on the web, you can find her at Shellhorn.com. I'm going to spell her name for you though, just in case. K-E-R-R-I-L-Y-N-N, Shellhorn, S-H-E-L-H-O-R-N. I hope that you find her and connect with her and welcome her into your life too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Carolyn, will be back. back. Um, So thank you again for being here. And, and I just want to thank our listeners, you know, not every conversation you're going to hear on this podcast is going to be something that you agree with, or maybe that you even want to listen to, but I encourage you to keep an open heart and an open, and an open mind because not everything we know is it right? There's always something new. There's something else to learn. And all the little seeds that get planted along our path, we can pick them up whenever we want. We're never locked in to who we are or what we believe. We have the opportunity at any time to change it. So lean in and pick up those little seeds along the way because they might mean something really great for you. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the subscribe button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you like this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me, Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show or talk to me about speaking engagements, please visit itsmechristined.ca. Thank you again and I'll see you next time. Hey, I'm Amanda Gurman, host of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Join me
1: every week to have an open and honest conversation about what motherhood is actually like. Let's ditch the perfect mom persona and let moms everywhere know that they're not alone. Listen each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.